0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop 5 Basketball Academy. Wow, I forgot it was that short. Good afternoon, Bart, compared to the uh, other uh, one that you have that lasts about a half an hour. But that was only just a matter of seconds. Good afternoon, Mr. Bart hey,
1: Reed. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, sir?
0: Man, um, you know, Mother Nature, and I know people get tired of us talking about the weather, but man, it can it can do some interesting things. And uh, I mean, I'm looking outside right now. It looks as normal as as can be. But maybe in 24 hours, Mother Nature may be romping and stomping and and uh, causing all kinds of, of uh, changes in schedules and otherwise. But um, uh, You can this, never tell. You can never tell. That's exactly right. And uh, with that being said, we are starting over with the Bud Light Little Blue Book. It is $103.70. And um, our tiebreaker this week is who will be the leading net rusher for the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, that could be Rocket Sanders, K.J. Jefferson. It could be anyone, for that matter. Um, and then how many net yards. And you can submit your entries by way of the Asher Record Service Company live In feedback. You can also go on to the First Arkansas Bank and Trust Buzz text line, that's 501-661-1037. You can email me, randyr at 1037thebuzz.com. All of those expire at 1159 tonight. And then finally, you can just pick up the phone and call us if you like at 501-661-1037. So, Bart, our HoopFi Players of the
1: Week. Who might they be? Yes, sir. So let's go to Benton. And we have Carter Hedden. So Carter Hedden, I had a chance to see him at my camp, the Drew Hanley camp. Carter is a big kid, so 6'5", right at about a 205-pound. So he is one of the few returning starters. As Benton lost so much last year. Coach Dexter Hendricks is really rebuilding, but has a great building block with Terry on Burgess that will be there. Carter Hedden will be his power forward, backup, slash rebounder, banger, point scorer. So coming off a 8-point, 8-rebound, 2-assist, two 2-block shot season, I really anticipate Carter going through the roof in terms of statistics because I think he'll benefit the most from Mr. Terrion Burgess being there and taking up a lot of space. Carter is an all-conference type of performer. He plays basketball for summer basketball, grassroots basketball for hoop so he travels around and they play in some top notch tournaments. Carter is a twenty twenty four, so still has another year after this year, and certainly a what I would call, Randy, a prototype division two, four year type of player at probably one of our state universities or maybe at the junior college level. So 66, 205 pounds. Carter head in twenty twenty four, Benton Panthers.
0: And I am just now reading your text I am super impressed that you are being able to step up and perform at such a high level how are you feeling I'll ask that first i'm
1: i'm 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 good I'm Hank. I'm Hank, man just <laughs> hey we just got to push through right what we do uh no it's, no excuses we push through so there you got go.
0: some major disease or just a cold or the flu? no I, got? No, no
1: no I've I've had I've had a couple of just had to go to the dentist a couple of times in the last couple of oh, weeks. Oh, so. okay. Teeth. Okay.
0: I wish I'd answered this earlier and I could have spared you from having to struggle today through this <laughs> this segment. So
1: it's okay, um, my friend. We
0: got it. I I will do it this way. We'll try to keep it as how about as brief as as uh, need be. Was oh that, yeah. With
1: it? Yeah. That's okay. perfect. i I'm ready right. to go. I'm ready to go. Hmm. How about All right, our on the girl side? How, yeah. yeah, how about our lady? Yep, so one of the most interesting selections i made, I'm really a big fan of this young lady, Lakeside Rams, Allie Pollock. Allie Pollock is 5'11". So Lakeside coming off a state uh, bid last year to the, to the state, fi- or state playoffs and looking to be in the 5A South, one of the top contenders. Allie Pollock is a 5'11", power forward center. She holds down the middle. Double digits in points, 11 points, seven rebounds, four block shots a game. At the 5A, he could even do it at the 6A. A true shot adjuster, shot blocker, rim protector, and at the high school level, that's proven valuable for the Lakeside Lady Rams. As she heads into her senior season, certainly college basketball potential. I think this will be a young lady that's probably hurt a little bit by the transfer portal and it's just being overrun with recruits. But Allie Pollock, 5'11", Lakeside Rams, also a hoop life participant, 2023. So she will be a senior coming off an all-conference performance last year and the year before that, probably looking at an all-state bid this year, 2023 Allie Pollock, Power Ford Center, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Lakeside, Lady Rams.
0: How much of the, I guess you'd call it power, is – shifting, if you will, Bart, in regards to high school basketball. And what I mean by that is everything is pushed down a level. Uh, You don't have 7A. It it starts at 6A. And then uh, it does always seem to, for whatever reason, uh, and maybe it's because of the higher concentration of population in central Arkansas, it always seems like central Arkansas has some of the better teams, uh, boys, yep. Little Rock Central, Little Rock Park View. I mean, I could go on and on about Central Arkansas, but are we seeing the shift in power uh, in the state of Arkansas or is it staying primarily as you can see it here in Central Arkansas?
1: Well, we really have, and it's a great point, Randy, we really have developed kind of power pockets as I call them, pockets of areas in the state where basketball reigns supreme. So Hot Springs is one of those areas for girls' basketball, and it takes it all the way down to the to – the, I had a 2016 for a long time. A lot of the best players were from that Hot Springs area. So Hot Springs is certainly a basketball powerhouse. You have central Arkansas, and, of course, we always know northwest Arkansas, which produces a tremendous amount of talent. But Conway and North in that alleyway is – basketball heaven it is filled with a lot of basketball teams not just at conway it's the six day level but you're getting into schools that are double a triple a that have been state contenders for five and six years in a row and so really that bologna uh that whole area mountains mountain Home, mountain view is just north of conway has really turned into a through basketball power pocket where there's parity from the top schools all the way down to the lower classifications. Because in girls' basketball, I think, in basketball period, one player makes a difference. Certainly in girls' basketball where things tend to be below the rim, one player makes a huge difference there. So one player can tilt an entire game, and so I think you just have a lot of parity throughout the state in those areas top to bottom
0: how are you going to see this shift or will you see a shift with the uh, use of the shot clock this year
1: well I think it's going to bring a more exciting brand of basketball and I think with the shot clock and you know this and this is not saying you know we have great coaches across the state so many coaching philosophies are hey we're gonna we're gonna pass the ball around for a long period of time maybe a quarter now all that stuff has gone away, so I think it frees up players to do what they naturally do well, and as we've talked about, 35 seconds is not a long time to shoot the basketball guys. It That goes in a hurry, so you're going to have to get up the court. The, the pace of the game is going to be much quicker, so the overall flow of the game will just be optically much better to watch, but so I think scores go up, players' individual statistics go up, and I think... That gives player notoriety, and it's just a better brand of basketball to watch.
0: Do you think the girls or the boys will benefit the greatest from the shot clock?
1: That's a great question. I I tend to think top to bottom, probably the boys will benefit the most. But I think there will be a lot more people that convert to being girls basketball fans that probably haven't watched that game and in a long time if they didn't have a kid playing because of the pace of the game. So I think boys top to bottom, but I think the impact really affects the girls more in a positive way, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. Now I may be getting way too specific now, but what do you, what do you see as scores, Bart? Let's say for the boys, do you see more 70 to 65 or – or maybe greater numbers? Uh, I mean, how do you you see the scoring for both the boys and the girls?
1: Yep, I think we get out of the 40s. I think we get away from what I would call the slug matches where it it doesn't matter boys or girls, where you're in the 30s and 40s. I think those days go long gone. And even if you're a great defensive team, Randy Rick, the pure shot of Chick-Temp puts so much pressure on the defense why we're talking about the Razorbacks have to take more shots again. So I think we pull away from the 30s and 40s, and we really push up in the girls' basketball in that 50 range. I think good quality basketball in 50, and I think on the boys' side, like a North Little Rock, you could see them get up you know, 70, 75. And I think, of course, it's depending on the game. But certainly I think you're going to see a much better brand of basketball. And as a whole, I would say your top-tier players are probably – if you're averaging around 20 points, I think you're going to look and see a, another three to four points a game just through the shot clock of just falling on the natural average. So as a team as a whole, you're looking at probably 10 to 15, at least more team points a night from what they had previously without the shot clock.
0: Hmm. Is that kind of the same for the girls?
1: I think it holds pretty. I think it holds pretty true. They, you might, not see, because a lot of it depends on, of course, the shooting percentages at high school. Guys, they're really low. As a team, you, a state championship-quality team might only shoot 35, 38 percent from the field. So you're not going to see a ton of shooting, shooting percentages go up overall. But, again, attempts, guys, it leads to free throws, more layups, easier buckets, so the mathematics just kick in. And really, I think it is probably true that eight to fifteen point range. I think you are going to see that boys and girls.
0: Hmm. Well, I, I think most of us enjoy the scoring. Most of us certainly enjoy at times great defense. But bottom yep. line, it's the scoring I think that puts peoples in the in the seats. Uh, they love it watching. Does. Watching the ball, especially go the
1: there. average fan, Randy. The, the yeah. casual spectator wants to see the ball go through the hoop. Don't you agree?
0: Yeah. Well, no, I, I know I do, and yep. you know that that leads me then to this question or questions, and I know we've already talked about it, but I, I mean the the struggles that this Arkansas team, and you kind of alluded to it the other day, uh, in shooting the basketball. Uh, I mean. It doesn't matter whether it's a thirty-second, a thirty-five-second clock or not. I mean, these guys are having difficult, a difficult time with maybe the exception again of Nick Smith Jr. Uh, putting yep. the ball in the hole. Um, yep. And to me, I, I don't understand it. How how you can reach that level of play and have that much difficulty in being
1: able to knock down baskets. I know. I know. I know. And, Randy, a lot of it, unfortunately, is not just as simple as it sounds. We'll take more shots. You can shoot. You know, defensive schemes, and, and this, Randy, when I first came on, remember the saying was numbers, 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 right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Numbers and analytics have allowed these coaches to dive so deep in scouting reports that Texas almost knows Nick Smith's game better than he knows it. And that's not being funny because Nick's a really self-aware guy, but really, Those scouting reports are so specific to the player, that player might not know that they go left that many times or right that many times. So in a situation where you have a ton of time to prepare, like Texas did, because don't tell me Chris Spear didn't take that game to win. He was wanting to win that game as soon as it was announced. They were prepared. They knew exactly what was going to happen with each player. Many scouting reports and many scouting reports, and shots were hard to come by. Nick had a great shooting percentage, Randy, but didn't take near enough shots to get him, I think, the average where he needs to be for the Razorbacks to win this year. So, it's defense is so good. And then sometimes when you put so much pressure on yourself, if the ball doesn't move and they don't make that extra pass, which I think was our problem last year early, we didn't kick the ball one more time, shots can be hard to come by or open shots can be hard to come by.
0: Do you see – Coach Musselman trying to emphasize more dribble drive into the basket rather than maybe running some set plays that really could be anywhere from 15 feet
1: out? Yep, yep. I think you will. I think you'll see him go to more of a fast break. Let's try to find shots early. Let's don't overpass and pass up a really good shot for – an okay shot let's go ahead and take that shot earlier i think also one thing you'll see him you're going to see him go to more of a traditional post-up type of action at some point during the game i i felt like the perimeter was really clogged up and with young guys they don't understand the driving lanes yet and how tight the game gets as you progress up and you get bigger stronger faster like on the college level these are still kids i think going to a post Either a one-in or maybe even a two-in hybrid in, at times will help some of these guards and open up the court and allow them to work and do what they naturally do off the dribble.
0: Speaking of of the uh, what would be the ter- philosophy, I guess you'd say, of Coach Musselman, that is basically an eight-man rotation. If you're on the outside right now of that rotation, and I'm going to use Joe's opinion as a classic example. This young man has basically performed well every opportunity he's been given, but yet it looks like and appears he's not in that eight man rotation.
1: Yeah. What does the guy yeah. have and to I do?
0: Think what does the guy have to do to get inside Eric Musselman's eight man rotation?
1: I know. Well, Randy, let's, I think we can all agree. He consistently gets shots like like he can hit. I don't think there's any way with this team that you can keep him off the court. I think you're going to have to give him some minutes. Again, it goes back to the defense aspect. We talked about it, but I don't I don't want to wear that out too much. The kid is not near as bad as some people are saying on defense. In fact, I think he's a very adequate defender. There are a lot of things that they have to do schematically where freshmen have to catch up. But Joseph is a great athlete and a really good defender. I think he'll be a great defender. I think he's a guy because of shooting. He's gonna have we're gonna have to find him minutes or the offensive scheme is gonna have to change. Because Randy, we have to have a consistent outside threat to catch and shoot. Because keep in mind, Nick can shoot it, but Randy, most of the time he's got the ball and his hands off the dribble. Not the same as being a catch and shoot threat in the corner or on the wing. So that void is gonna have to be filled if we're talking about making a final four.
0: I mean, I I'm smelling a lot of zone by the other team. Yeah. Uh, most most yes, make, I mean, maybe a Texas with their athleticism and their size can get by in the half court man, but I gotta believe the ones that are not as equally talented or otherwise as what Arkansas might be, you're gonna see a lot of a zone. I know we saw a lot of zone lot last of zone. year, and I think you're yep, going to see a, a lot, lot of zone of again this year. Um, I was asked, in fact, uh, I'm looking at it right now, and I haven't refreshed this in a while, but uh, Terion Burgess, uh, you've been talking about this young man for quite some time. Uh, what kind of impact is he going to make
1: for the Benton Panthers? Well, it's a huge impact. So coming with a thing where uh, Benton lost Carter Harrison, kid that I work with that's playing uh, Division II basketball at Arkansas Tech, and they lost Cam Harris that's playing football. That's also one of my kids that is going to play football at Arkansas State. So you're talking about a team that lost two potential college basketball players since Cam Harris was that good at basketball. So they're in a rebuilding phase until you get someone like On Burgess. So. Benton Panthers were looking to really struggle, and what I feel like is kind of an up year in the conference, where you have Tom Bluth and Lake Hamilton, they're still really strong. on now enables them to compete because of his inside presence, not just scoring, but also altering shots. This kid, one of the best natural shot blockers, Randy, I've seen in a long time. And when you can adjust shots in the lane, it gets extremely difficult to sh- to score, as Kahlil Ware showed us in the last few years at North Little Rock. So he is going to have a monster season. This is a kid that is a sophomore. You're going to see him and think how great he is. He is a sophomore. That trip to the Wooten Camp, where he saw bigger physical players, I think has allowed his confidence to spike up. And he's getting stronger. He's getting bigger. But he knows what it's like to play against those two to three-year-older players. And he's hungry, and I think he's going to go out and give Central Arkansas a real show this season. I think he is a consistent 20 and 13, 20 and 14 type of guy all year, and throw about five block shots a game to that as a sophomore. Randy.
0: Rick, you you may can remember maybe all the preseason accolades that Corliss mm-hmm. received. But I'm oh, not sure. No,
1: no. There, there weren't as many as now. There there were not nearly as many as now. Nick Smith's and
0: he's on everything. Oh, my and goodness, yes. And as you guys are sitting here talking, I'm thinking, what if he's the only guy that scores this year? He's got to win some games, too, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. We're, we've got others that can score. I'm, we're gonna, it's going to turn around. That was, Look, it's just an exhibition game, right? Well, that's one exhibition. I
0: know that. There's a long way to go. All right, Bart. Get well.
1: Thank you for hanging
0: in there tonight, buddy. That is Bart Reed. Yes, sir.
1: Thank you, gentlemen.